I'm your host, Ryan Spagnoli. Joined with me, as always, my good friend Alex Barth, who is uh, is a warrior here. He's been battling. If you didn't pay attention, we didn't have a show on Thursday. Yeah, my apologies uh, for that. Uh, it's a Jordan might... flu game. It's Jordan yeah, I, I, I've been a little under the weather. Uh, I didn't really have a voice on Thursday, so there wouldn't have been uh, or Friday, so there wouldn't have been much of a show. So that's my apologies, but we're no. back. Uh, shouldn't be shouldn't be any more interruptions from here on out. Barth's flu game. That's all we're going to call it today. Sure. Um, but let's get into, I guess, right into it. Uh, and we were just talking, and I think it's a great way. I don't want to sit here and break down the loss. I don't, you know, dive into it. We, we can get into that a little bit. Um, yeah. But I think the main takeaway, and we just agreed on that, and, and it's funny, we usually do have similar opinions on things, which is, is always good, but uh, yeah. I think Mac Jones has taken way, way too much uh, heat, um, you know, crap, whatever you want to call it for this loss. Um, obviously, the injury is the injury. Uh, you know, I thought, I mean, say what you want about the picks, that was probably his best game throwing the football as a pro. Uh, like, is that too crazy in, to in say moments. some of those, right? Like, I, I mean, really... I, I go back to the Cleveland game last year, the Jacksonville game last year, but I mean, he had, it's, you know, I think it was perfectly emblematic of that game. Sorry to cut you off, but it, it kind of piggybacks right on your point there. Max two best throws. One ended in a turnover. One probably should have that throw to Aguilar was an absolute missile rocket. That was a high level throw. Nobody's going to talk about that, of course, because Nelson Aguilar then fumbles the ball, what, five seconds later? On the next drive, he delivers a, a beautiful touch pass to Kendrick Bourne, which Kendrick Bourne then fumbles and ultimately recovered, and Mac throws the final interception, gets hurt on, I don't know if it was the next play or the play after, but shortly thereafter, so nobody's talking about that. Uh, no, Mac, I think, showed anybody coming away from this game with the thought that Mac is not an NFL quarterback, uh, you're either keep your comments to yourself, please. You're, you're, you either didn't really watch. You don't know what well, you you're watching, watch. which you if you don't know what watch. you're watching, credit to you for watching the show. Cause you'll learn. We'll teach you. That's the point of the show. Or you're just trying to get ahead of the curve on hot take. Like that's not the takeaway from this game that Mac is not good enough. That's not what the issue was. Those throws you saw in those moments, a guy who's not good enough. Doesn't make those throws. Like I said, I, I thought, he controlled the line of scrimmage. He moved the ball. They took some shots. He was what eight of eight for eleven on throws, twenty five plus yards down the field. They finally started to open things up. Uh, he spread the ball around really well. I thought Johnu Smith got involved. Devontae Parker had his best game here. Kendrick Bourne was more involved. Nelson, right? Like that was everything you wanted to see. It the, the throw to Parker in the end zone. You know, I'm not, you know, backing up the kid, but I think. Um, you know, Parker might have ran the wrong route there. You know, that, that was you a want. breakdown all around. Park, it wasn't a good play call to begin with. Parker ran a bad route. Go watch the offensive line on that play. There's a reason he's throwing off his back foot, right? There, there's a lot to that. Right. No, I, I just it's it was an all around just it was a tough loss, right? And it, it reminded me a lot of that Dallas game because. Um, from last year, because it's one of those games they were in it. It was a winnable game. It was back and forth. It was extremely competitive, very good football to watch, and they just were one or two plays away. Um, 
But just the, the the Mac Jones, like you you guys, the the fans just they baffle me because it's the first the the first people last year to back the guy after winning ten games as a rookie with all new faces on the offensive line, uh, offense not even offensive line. Then this year he's got two new quarterback coaches, a de facto right. offensive coordinator, you know, uh, a new offensive a brand line. new offensive line, like, and it's all of a no, sudden a he's he's not that the future. A fit for Ta- yeah, let's tank wait, for CJ Stroud. Guys are, it's 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 mind-boggling. It's it's frustrating. It's it's pathetic to be honest. It's, it's, like this it, is this is black. This is what happens with with these teams uh, that that you know. It's not like the Jets have never had a quarterback or the, the Browns have never had a quarterback because they constantly draft the wrong guy. That's some of it. That's certainly some of it. But some of it also is they put those quarterbacks in bad situations. They don't correctly develop those guys on the flip side. You see a ton of players in the league now that maybe weren't the perfect prospects coming out, had some nice traits, but weren't the perfect prospects coming out, but went into an environment that was a perfect setup and have become elite quarterbacks. I would argue the Patriots just faced a guy like that in, in Lamar Jackson. And, and people have perfect. watched this show for a long time. Uh, going back to when I worked at CLNS. No, I wasn't a big Lamar Jackson fan back in the day. He's progressed so much, especially as a thrower. And a lot of that is the team has put him in a spot to succeed. They they did. He didn't have to worry about anything but himself. He was able to work on himself. He put in a ton of work. Credit to him. This isn't to take away from him. Credit to him. And now he, if he keeps up what, he, what he's doing this year through three games, he's going to win his second MVP. You know, that was an MVP performance on Sunday. With Mac Jones and Ryan, you touched on some of this. Promising first year. Promising for, like, like looked good. And, you know, things happen. They lost Josh McDaniels. That happens. But they don't give hit. They don't bring in a real new offensive coordinator. They have a defensive coach who's never done this before. It's not like it's a first-year offensive coordinator who was a quarterback's coach or was a tight ends coach or was this or was that. They bring in a first-year offensive coordinator who's his first year in decades on that side of the ball changes the system, puts in a system that Mac and the majority of his teammates are not fits for, completely rearranges the offensive line to the point where it's patchwork. And that showed up on Sunday, especially at the tackle spot. And then, oh, on top of that, they refused to put his favorite and arguably best receiver on the field. For the last three weeks. People, people are asking what happened to Mac. I would flip that question and say, well, what did you think was going to happen? You know, when you lay it all out like that, what did you expect? Frankly, it may be going better than it really should the way they have this whole thing set up. So I, you know, could, can Mac be better? Yes. But like this comment, like it's, it's, yeah. Okay. Mac has six turnovers. Why? Like he was not a turnover guy last year. This kind of regression, this would he's be never fun. has been. The, 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 right. That's the problem with this hate is like, it's so un, unlike him. This goes back to his college days. He's never been the athletic guy. He's never been a guy that's going to wow you with his arm. He wins at the line of scrimmage, doesn't turn the ball over, and typically outsmarts his opponent to be able to, you know, be an efficient quarterback. Right. We've seen none of that this year. Out of this out of that, not, that just that like, just automatically happens. Like, no, that doesn't. If Mac looked, you sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. If Mac looked like this last year, I would agree and say, hey, he's probably not an NFL quarterback. We saw what Mac was last year and, and having watched him in Alabama, what he was last year is closer to the guy he actually is. This is a product of the environment. Mac Correct. has five 100%. interceptions. Well, he's throwing a, a, a lot 
he's throwing so many more high risk throws this year. I don't think that's a Mac thing. Like, I don't think he came out and decided I'm just going to chance things all the time. Like that would be such a departure from the guy he's been his whole career. I think the coaching staff in the new scheme is dictating him making these decisions. And that's what's concerning. I actually think he's doing what the coaching staff wants him to do, as I think he did last year. And that's the problem. I I, I think it's an assignment thing. I don't think it's he's a, a Mac is making too. the wrong like, read things. You can't like, tell I, me. Sorry, that, one more. I see yeah. this all. Well, he's not. He can't get past his first read. He's not making reads. The, the reads are dictated by the 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 play design, right? So he he might be it, it, like he is looking around. It's not like he's locking in on receivers. To me, it's the reads are bad. And that goes back to the coaching staff and the design. Phil Perry, Phil Perry had a great like had a great point about this yesterday. That it's it's a product, he's a product of his environment right now. That's what it is. Yeah, and and you know, I don't even know what I was gonna say, but it's it's frustrating because it's it, you know, and I understand it's part of the quarterback, right? You're gonna be you're you're elite if your team's winning, you're not good if they're not, right? Like it, it's just right. that's what fans look at. Like you got to look outside the box score. Has he had some bad picks? Absolutely. Yeah. But you, no one, no one likes to look into the whole operation of when this what's, started, right? Like we tried to be a little in, optimistic. This yeah. was, this was, this was completely expected with how this went. Not saying exactly. he got hurt and stuff like that. Just I'm saying from the, from his, uh, you know, stat line and how the team is, this was completely expected. Like they're lucky they they scored twenty six points the other night. Like I, yeah, their a margin for error is so small as a team because they're just everything has to go perfect. I've said it for three weeks now. Like the Buffalo Bills margin for error is like this big. They can have look at look at week one. They turn the ball over four and they times. They use most of it. Yeah, and they use thirty eight to thirteen or something. Whatever the score was, yeah. right? Like this team has such a small margin for error, and obviously the the microscope is going to be on the quarterback. But you need to look back really since March. This has been a disaster. And everyone talks about how important that second year is for the quarterback. Arguably more important than that first year. He was in the best situation as a rookie quarterback, right? Which is why he was able to jumpstart that development and be able to, you know, go to the Pro Bowl, win 10 games, take the team to the playoffs. Now you can make an argument that he's in the worst situation of those five quarterbacks. Maybe even worse than Justin Fields. Right, like uh, I, it's it's up there. It's nah, debatable. He's still not on the Jets. He's still not on the Jets. I'd say second worst though. I feels first year coach. They seem to be making like look. They're not throwing the ball a ton. They're kind of being patient with them. That's not that's un, it's not great, but it's understanding what your young quarterback needs. I, I feel I would I feel argue bad the Bears are at least doing that for Fields. I feel yeah, bad for they, for Fields or Mac. Mac, both, I, really. I do genuinely. Yeah, I do both too. of them. It's, yeah. it's, it's a shame for what you built last year. And I understand you lost your offensive coordinator. Who's done a fantastic job developing quarterbacks. He has four guys right now starting in the league. But like I said, I, I think we are more on the optimistic side, uh, just trying to be positive for listeners, for everything out there. But if you really deep, they look deep down inside, you should have saw this coming in, in March. This has been a disaster right. for this kid. Uh, and I, it's I, not his fault. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Again, I don't want to say like it's entirely not his fault. Could he be better? Yes, he made some bad reads. But I think you can't just yell five picks and shut the door. You need to look at the context of those. You have receivers running wrong routes, not knowing the routes. You have receivers not fighting back for the football. He's throwing off his back foot because he's not getting pass protection. Like Mac hasn't played great. But to say, you know, oh, well, if they had an actual quarterback and not Mac, they'd like these problems go well, well, well beyond Mac Jones at this point. 
they go well beyond Mac Jones. He he's in a rough spot. Um, it's it's just they need to, they need to get it all cleaned up. And some of it I think they can fix relatively quickly. Right, putting Kendrick Bourne back on the field is a snap of the fingers decision. Some of it, the offensive line, the playbook is going to take longer to to iron out. You know, the the hope is that you get it all figured out before some of the stuff becomes permanent, before he becomes really sped up, before the injuries start to catch up and have an impact on his play. You know, that's, that's when you start to get on, you know, well, maybe whether he was the guy or not at this point, maybe he's not, maybe it's too late. You don't want to get to that point. And it feels like they are just sprinting towards that point right now. We, Ryan, we've seen it. I mean, football fans have seen this all the time. There's, there's good quarterbacks, like talented quarterbacks, that get drafted into bad situations and end up being busts, even though they were the right pick and they have tremendous talent. There's good quarterbacks that go to bad situations and end up washing out. We've seen it happen. Mac throwing three picks against the Ravens is not a be all end all. He's a bad quarterback. You need to look at the bigger picture. It's, it's crazy. Like how quickly yeah. they, you forget about what they built last year and how excited everyone was like, let's get this kid yeah. some talent, some, some structure, um, organizationally like I don't see anybody and I don't mean to call anybody out here but I I think the decision like everyone's so quick to blame the quarterback I get it they're players they 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 play the game but your your head coach is the whole thing from the start has been a head scratcher right from what you built offensively yeah defensively they're fine I don't think there's really much issue there you knew they were going to be a a figure it out and 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 they uh, to be they miss Kyle Duggar badly on yeah, Saturday, but on I'm Sunday. Saying I don't know if that's the difference of them winning the game or not, but like they missed him badly. It's uh, it's unfortunate. I, I feel like I said before, I feel for the kid because he does all the right things. He's a smart player, somebody that I think can be good in this league and you can certainly win with. Um, but the team and the structure around him offensively is just not good enough. And uh, it's, it's a shame. It really is. And, and you now you just lost him for probably eight weeks. So you can kiss this season goodbye if he's not back. Um, I, I know the schedule gets a lot easier after Green Bay, but it's hard to rattle off wins on a weekly basis. The Lions look much better. We'll see what the Jets look like with Zach Wilson. Yeah. Well, that's uh, Indy had a big win, right? Like there's it's just. I don't know, but like to say, let's tank for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. You're a moron. Sorry. You're, you're a moron. Well, I, I mean, here's the thing. Like if I, I, those here, it's, eh. sorry, I got the, the, the brain fog. I, I kind of look at what, and this isn't a perfect comparison. Cause I think Max a better prospect at this point, but you know, the jets that season, they lost Sam Darnold and then they end up with the second or what was it? They had like the fourth pick and they traded up whatever it was. Right. And they took Zach Wilson. Like Sam Darnold was still somewhat of a prospect at that point, but in theory, the player they drafted with the second pick would have been a better prospect. I don't know what Zach Wilson is, but like they could have taken Mac or Justin Fields or anybody, but Trevor Lawrence. And it makes sense. If Mac really is going to miss like months and I, you said eight weeks, I think that's the high end of the spectrum. You know, if he gets this tightrope surgery, he may not even need to go on IR. If he doesn't, you're looking at five, six weeks with an easy schedule, though. But let's say, like, he co- they don't win another game until he comes back. Let's use that six weeks that seems to be right in the middle. All right, you're one and seven. One and seven. Uh, one and eight if Mac misses six weeks. If you get a top five pick in this class, again, I still like Mac Jones. But if you can get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, you go with C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. I mean, those guys are better prospects. But I don't think, you know, 
don't throw it all away just to get to that point is kind of what I'm saying. You know, I, I don't think Mac is a bad option at this point either. There's way there's way bigger holes in their on their team to worry about than the quarterback, whether it's now or in April. It's just my point. Right. Uh, right. That's way down the road. But I want to take a quick minute to tell you about Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football odds, news, and game matchups, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50%, yes, that's right, 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. I, I will say no, this I, though, like if if Mac is going to miss serious time, if it is that two month area, right, which doesn't put him back until maybe after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving at this point, right? Then I think you entertain starting Bailey Zappi. If you start Brian Hoyer, I know this is going to sound crazy to people because they remember his last start against Kansas City, right? If you start Brian Hoyer, he's the safe option. He's he's been an NFL offense. He knows what he's looking at. You know, I don't know that he's going to win you any games, but you 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 know what you're going to get, more or less, right? Bailey Zappi is going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to be terrible, and you probably are one and seven, one and eight when Mac comes back, or hey, maybe he's good. And hey, not to not I'll, to bring up an old friend here, but this was my this was my argument two years ago when you had Cam Newton and Jerusalem, but you end up getting a quarterback out of oh, anyways out of that. It's, but. it's fair. No, it's fair. Um, Maybe Bailey Zappi's going to have a valuable asset to to trade, right? Or maybe he's really good and, and you trade Mac. Like that's Adam Jones' take, not mine. I don't think Zappi's going to lap Mac no. Jones in year one. But <laughs> no. the point being, like something happens in that case, right? So I don't know where you stand on that. I I, I would start Hoyer right away, one way or the other. Joe Judge yeah. was asked about it today. He did not sound uh, enthusiastic about the the idea of Bailey Zappi starting right now. I don't think he's ready yet. Now, maybe now that Max hurt, if they know he's going to miss a lot of time, they accelerate the process on Zappy. But, uh, you know, if we get into like three, four, five weeks, I, I'd kind of like to see, uh, see Zappy. Yeah, I, I think, like you said, um, Hoyer's here for situations like this, right, where something, you know, catastrophic happens where you lose your quarterback for, you know, whether it's a week or eight weeks, right, you can plug him in, you know exactly what you're going to get. It's somebody that – knows your offense, knows your scheme, you know, picks things up quickly, can play in a limited amount of time. But I think after that, there comes a limit where you need a little bit more from that position. And that's where right. you could, you know, it, it, Brian Hoyer could play great. I still think, you know, that that clock will run out on, on his performance, on what you're going to get out of him. And you could see a zappy in three to four weeks, depending on how things go. Um, I think if they're winning games, like look at the Cowboys right now with Cooper Rush. Right. I mean, granted, they haven't played. I mean, they beat Cincinnati and the Giants on the road. So you could have a situation like that where you just plug a serviceable guy in there and dumb the game down to to an extent where you can just control the game and win it. I know I'm connecting invisible dots here and probably talking crazy, but like to turn the page being optimistic more on this season, like if you can get the absolute most out of whoever you play at quarterback and just dumb things down and, and you know, take the Dallas route you never know where you could be in six weeks, especially with the schedule. I know it, it looks, it's, it, it's tougher than it looks, but 
there's a lot of home games in there. There's some teams you don't see much where you might be able to get lucky. Um, that's that's my take on the rest of the season. Like, just stay afloat. I, I don't tank. Right. I, the, the, that stuff no, doesn't I'm make with sense you on to that. me. I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. I don't unless unless Max going to miss they, the whole. They won't do that. Season, and they won't do that. No, they 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 won't tank. They don't. That's not what they do. If they so. didn't tank with Cam Newton with the, the five quarterbacks they knew coming out, they're not tanking this year. I'll tell you that right, right. now. So well, keep those. Ticks you you to could yourself. argue a bigger quarterback class is less incentive to tank because you don't need a high pick to get a quality quarterback. But true, this, this is, a, this is a big. This is a this is a big quarterback class too. This is because uh, last year was obviously a, a down yeah, year yeah. for quarterbacks. Yeah, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Sam Hartman, Will Levis. My bad. <laughs> I'm not a Will Levis guy. guy. No, I, I, I don't. I like him. People... I, I like him not that much to me. It's Stroud, Young. Uh, I love KJ Jefferson. It sucks that Phil Dracovic sucks now. Michael Penix, if he can stay healthy. Sam Hartman, give him some love. Anthony Richardson is. Sam Hartman, awake He has another year, doesn't he? Or is he coming out this year? The COVID thing messes me up all the time. I, you were gifted another he year. Had that, so. He had that heart condition or whatever it was, the lung condition. It was blood clots, but he, he only missed a game. Yeah, he only missed I a game. I know, but that's going to be like a major red flag for teams. I think if he can put another year between that in his, you know, That's draft true. process. But I he think, probably, I, he might be like, like a six-year like, guy next year because of COVID I, and the, the other rules now. Would you rather come out after five years and be like a late day two, early day three pick or come out after know. six years? Joe Burrow. Right. Like, I don't know for sure, but like, that's the kind of thing where I know there's been guys that they have those medical things and they'll, they'll wait to come out because teams will fixate on them. But if you, you know, you put a year between it, it just, it, it makes it, you know, less of a, less of a thing. All right, anyway. so we got our Macran off. It's yeah. you keep your comments to yourself and look at the big picture or, or understand what you're watching. It's not his fault. It's not all his fault. He could be better. Not all I, his I fault. He could be better. He could, I don't want to say be like he's been perfect. I because I I've defended him pretty heavily. I don't want to come across and say there's no work to be done. There's certainly work to be done. But my my issue isn't so much that he can't do the work. It's that they're going to be able to set it up where the work can be done. Like the team will set it up where the work can be done. Right. So yeah, if you don't agree with that, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. you know, uh, anyways, one more thing on this. One, one, sorry. One more thing on this. Uh, and Ryan, you'll appreciate this analogy. Matt's all of who I work with at 98, five had a, a take when the Patriots, it was, I think right after cam got cut right around there. And it, I, he was spot on. And I think he's proven right quicker than anybody expected. Mac Jones is the new Tuka Rask. He's good. He's not necessarily the best. He's good, but a great analogy. It's if you don't know what you're watching or you don't really watch, it's re- he's a really easy guy to blame, and that's going to shift people's opinions on him. Mac Jones is the new Tuka Rask. Great, I, I got to shoot him a text. That's a great analogy. I loved um, it when I heard. I, it. I, I thought it was excellent. I still bring it up to him all the time. It's, it's very excellent. evident right now. Very evident. Yeah. Um. I mean, granted, Tuka won a Vesna and was, you know, I think he's like second all time in save percentage, but never won the big game. More the way he's talked about. More the way he's talked about. Yeah. 100%. From a media and fan perspective, I completely agree. I, I do see it. Um, but I think switching the page, I know we talked about it, but I guess expectations, right? I mean, the second opinion, what is he going to do? How long is he going to be out? I mean, we're not doctors. I'm not going to speculate. I know what's going on. A high ankle sprain. I fortunately have never had one. Um, don't know the timetable from, you know, seeing around, it's probably just how you, how bad it is, how quickly you can 
recover. I know we were talking, texting yesterday about that tightrope thing. Tua got it and was back in three weeks, I looked. He was back practicing in three weeks, played in four. Well, they had a bye had, week. Uh, the tightrope surgery. Correct. Yes, his junior right. – was it his junior year? Of, I think he had a No, twice. I think it was – no, I think he got that, and then like two weeks later, the hip happened. So it was Somebody had it draft. twice. Maybe it was Jalen Hurts. One of their quarterbacks had it twice. Right. So, I mean, that's an Alabama thing. I don't, you know, there's reports out there, right? It, it just, yeah. I, I think it's interesting to see how they go about it. Is that something he wants to do or they don't want to vice versa? I, I'm not sure. Um, but I think any way you can get this guy back on the field as quick as possible without hindering him, you know, long-term in terms of, you know, some questionable, what it can do to your body later on. If it's something crazy like that, I'm sure that can be a hold up from both sides, but Whatever you can do to get this guy back on the field as quick as possible and just stay afloat, I think, is just the way you have to look at the next six to eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I think, you know, that tightrope surgery sounds promising. If you don't know what that is, um, you know, you, you used to hear about guys playing with, like, screws in their ankle or whatever. Uh, Trello and Super Bowl 39 is the first one that comes to mind, right? This is kind of the new evolution of that surgery. Instead of using a screw, they use... I don't know, like a, I don't want to say a string because it's obviously stronger than a string, but um, some sort of fiber so they can stabilize it while still allowing for flexibility. I'm not a doctor. That's probably as in-depth as I can. I'll tell you this. If you look up, you know, tightrope surgery online, uh, there's some really interesting, you know, there's like animations that show how it's done. The guy who invented it, who's an Alabama team doctor talking about it. Um, SI is a really good, really good article on it. Just look up tightrope surgery, SI. Uh Again, I don't know if it's like universal, if it can be done with every high ankle sprain. Uh, every injury is different, right? Maybe Mac doesn't qualify for it. He went for a second opinion today. But that that to me is the best case scenario. I do think, yeah, you know, this isn't – they shouldn't rush him back. Uh, you don't want to risk long-term damage. As I said before, you know, you talk about um, kind of screwing with the quarterback's development. You don't want it becoming a, a thing that lingers. But – uh, if they can get the surgery to get him back on the field quicker, I think that's something they should do. Right. No, just stay afloat. Right. I, I think that's just right. The, uh, the, the, uh, they're not going to tank. Like we said, I'm interested to see what happens this weekend. Like they'll, they'll be able, they'll find a way to stay in the game. Like it's like defensively, they'll be able to do it. I think they'll be able to manage the, the clock. Obviously you're going against one of the best quarterbacks ever. Um, but they're, they're working some kinks out too. Yeah. That defense looks real good. <laughs> they look really good on Sunday. So it'll definitely be a yeah. tough test. But this is I'd ride I mean, with, I mean, this is ride with Hoyer as long as you can. And like I said, he's serviceable for two to three weeks. If you can speed up Zappy and get him in if things aren't going well for two to three. And then hopefully you get Mac back. I would say four weeks the earliest. And like I said, I I'm not a doctor. I would say reasonably speaking, you're probably seeing him back anywhere between four and eight weeks, depending on the severity of it. I don't see an instance where he can come back sooner. It's just, that's a tough, tough injury, especially the plant foot, right? It's his left, it's his left ankle. Um, that's right. tough for a quarterback. So, uh, Alex, while we take a little quick break, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your for your team faster and for free. Everybody knows I work on the side. Alex, I'm sure you do too. LinkedIn is the place to find your job. Post it. They're posting thousands of jobs a day. 
for the ability to, to join. It's a great networking tool. Everybody knows it's nothing without social media nowadays. So it's super easy. You add your job and the purpose hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires first leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash beat. That's linkedin.com slash beat to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know yeah. if you have anything else, Barth. I think that's that's. I, kinda, um, I didn't want to I mean, break I down mean, any part of the game. Like, I, I just that's just besides the point. I, I've seen enough on Twitter the last, you know, forty eight hours where I just wanted to get a lot of that off my chest. And I'm glad you did too, especially yeah. with, with the um, Mac Jones stuff. I mean, I I saw some stuff in the chat. People are bringing up, um, you know, uh, I'll start in defense. Devin McCourty. Some people complaining about Devin McCourty's performance. Uh, they're really asking Devin McCourty to do a lot he doesn't typically do. And, and some of that's probably the Kyle Duggar injury, like man on man on, on Mark and uh, Andrews. That's not really his game. That's never really been his game. He's a deep zone guy. Uh, so I, hopefully when Kyle Duggar comes back, that goes away. Like I'll admit McCourty didn't look great in that game. I think he's playing out of position quite a bit. They need him kind of as that, that, that free safety. So hopefully when, when Duggar comes back, he has less, uh, you know, less coverage, man coverage responsibilities, or maybe Jabril Peppers can hang in there. Uh, didn't Peppers didn't have a great game against the run. You know, a lot of that second half was the Ravens running right at Peppers. And look, it's not easy defending Lamar Jackson, running the ball. Tip your hat to Lamar Jackson first and foremost. But uh, Jabril Peppers kind of struggled in that game. So I maybe trying him more in coverage, I think, would be interesting. And again, Duggar coming back is just going to help with all that. It, it frees guys up to do more. And then I, I I did see people addressing in the chat. It is probably something we're talking about. Or do you have a thought on the safeties first before we move on to that? Or on no, I, it's it. They played fine. It's, it's a tough test. It's hard to judge a defense when you're facing a, an elite player like that. You know, like yeah, he's gonna beat you. You're gonna have great coverage, and he's just an athlete and gonna make plays. Like yeah. it, it's it's hard to defend. Um, uh, shout out to Dietrich Wise. As somebody brought up in the chat, shout out, shout out Dietrich Wise. Elite. Unreal. To start Elite. the season, not just that game, he's been excellent. Uh, the other big one is Miles Bryant, right? Muffed another punt, did have a bounce back return, and that's kind of what Cam Accord said today when he's asked about it. Miles Bryant's a mentally tough guy. If he makes a mistake, he's going to bounce back, and he did it in the Pittsburgh game too. He had a big return after that adventure in the end zone, but eventually, one of these mistakes is really going to burn them. They've kind of and I, they kind of gotten by. I don't want to say they've been great. They've lost significant field position. They've kind of gotten by without it, but. I I think Marcus Jones is a good slot corner. Like, don't get me wrong, but part of the reason he was drafted as high as he was, you would think, at least part of the reason he was projected to go as high as he did, and the Patriots took him almost exactly in the range where he was projected to go. I think he was, you know, the project the final projection was like 90 to 105, and they took him whatever it was, 98 at the end of the third round there. But a big part of that projection was returnability. And if he's not going to do that and he's not playing corner either, I don't know. And then, you know, even if they, and even if they don't trust a rookie returner and yeah, he was up and down a little bit in the summer. Maybe they want to give him more time. Jabril Peppers has been an elite punt returner, both in college and in the NFL. He's really good, really good for the giants in 2020. Marcus, uh, 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 Miles Bryant's never done this before. Like this is his first year as a punt returner. I think, 
I, I know people want to see Marcus Jones. I think it should be Marcus Jones eventually. Uh, but if I, if they don't feel comfortable with the rookie, if, if, if they don't want another Cyrus Jones situation, fine. But it, then Jabril Peppers. It's got to be one of those two, to me, uh, returning punts. I don't think you can keep risking it with Miles Bryant. I agree. I mean, you saw it. Like you said, muffed one. They put Jones back in. Decent return. They got about to the 25. But they have some serviceable guys, guys that can do that job with yeah. Jones and Peppers. I just, when is it? going to turn that I know like you said Pepper's coming off the ACL ease him in Jones is a rookie but I wouldn't be surprised if that, that's coming in the coming weeks one of those two guys kind of helps replace him he'll have a spot he'll have a role on defense somehow or, or some way sorry um but it, I think you can improve there um as bad as much as people couldn't say Gunnar Olszewski is an all-pro returner it, it helps you out field position wise um Bryant's just I don't know if you can trust him uh, on, a, on a yearly basis there so um I don't have much from that. I, I granted don't want to talk about the ra- that game was just one of the worst ones to watch for a lot of reasons, for a lot of the comments you got after it and happy to turn the page. Like I said, just get your quarterback healthy, stay afloat the next four to six weeks and see what happens. Uh, I, 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 I yeah. be, wouldn't be surprised if things go south, they stay afloat or they, they, they somehow win, you know, four of the next six somehow. And, and Matt comes back and they're still somehow in the playoff. Like you have no idea how this season's going to go. Um, but they need to figure it out offensively and, and do a reality check from a coaching perspective and figure out, you know, what are we doing here? Because it's, it ultimately lost your quarterback and, and you need to figure it out around you. So uh, that's my two cents. I'm done with this. Uh, let's talk Thursday and talk about the Packers. Well, hang on. Hang on. Sorry, do you, if you don't wait, do you have to jump off? Cause there is, I mean, the biggest thing we missed not doing the show Thursday, where is it? I think you, I think you know where I'm going with this. Boston I don't know. I, uh, yeah. I mean, there's Dana. There's quite a bit going on here. Yes. Where do you want to start? We we can hit on all three, honestly. Where do you want to start? Well, what's the third? Uh, Well, Red Sox got eliminated from the playoffs, so I guess we could just say bye. Ooh, that's that's one of two. That's one of three. Uh, Let's go with the positive. I I like the Zanino Char stuff. I don't have, you know, got a couple minutes, but what an awesome guy. And just... All world, all class to play for 25 years, dude. He was, I'm 97. He made his debut in 97. He's played my entire life. Like I said, my childhood was over, uh, when he retired and he retired. So uh, hats off. Awesome career. He's another guy that got a lot of hate, but he had one of the toughest jobs in hockey playing, played my whole life, played college, uh, being a shutdown defenseman, going against the best players in the world, playing 25 plus months, minutes a night for 15 to 20 years on an original six team is a tough, tough, tough job. Uh, and he did it at an elite level for a long time. So um, I know he probably played a little bit too long, but that's just ho- who he is. Hats off to him. A, a phenomenal career. Great guy. Better, Great player, better person. It's the best way i got to describe him. Thoughts on thoughts on the they started camp. Was it yesterday or today? Oh, no, that's the Celtics start yesterday. They've been in camp. They have a preseason game tonight. How you feeling? How are you feeling about your Bruins? hockey team? Love yeah. them. Love them right now. I, I do. I think they yeah. – they got to get healthy, stay afloat the first couple months. You got Marshawn, McAvoy yeah. ain't banged up, Grizzlick too. Um, but once they get healthy, they got a they got a really good top six and a really good bottom six. Uh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of guys. Their bottom six is logjam with Zaka and what do you, is DeBrus going to jump up with them? I, I think you you leave the Hall, Pasternak, Krejci line, uh, but there's a bunch of different combinations. Uh, I'm excited for their head coach. I think you know talking to some guys I know from playing hockey and coaches that know him. This is a guy that expects a lot and demands a lot, but he's a player's coach and young guys usually mesh really well with him. So I think they got a really good mix of 
um, experience and young players that can certainly, um, you know, make a deep run. I think the biggest problem question last year was goaltending. You don't have that. You get a really good tandem. I feel really good about the Bruins. Really good. It's Bruins season now. I'm just, I'm, I'm worried about their blue line. I, I don't love the depth, especially early in the season. That group's going to get you tested. You can always make a move. You can make it. They, they, they do can, that. You can go, they can't no, get they a third can, pair guy uh, eight minutes. That's it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that group. Need a lot out of Brandon Carlisle my big year. question. Yes. No, they're, they're asking for a ton out of him. And that's where, like you said, you know, these younger players like playing for this coach. Uh, you're going to need that because you need young guys. Him also in the fr- in the forward group like Jack Stanika, uh, you're going to need a big year from. Uh, I so I, it'll be interesting to see. The uh, the Celtics. Uh, look, I, we don't know what happened. I'm not getting exactly. into specific- Yeah, I'm not getting into specifics. I don't think it is a big deal that they that they're losing him. Uh, their team's good no. enough. He, I don't. Their team's good enough. This guy's just going to stay out of the way, run the same playbook. You need a, a lot of maturity out of those guys, I think, to, to be able to run it back. But if your team's good enough, I don't think the coach matters as long as you have guys on the same page. It's good they have Horford. You have to, I hope Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Tatum all take a, a step up leadership wise. I think that that's, could be the only thing to hold them back. From a coaching perspective, they're good enough to go back, whether who, whoever's coaching them. And I'm not getting into the details. It just doesn't waste of time. Yeah, I, I mostly agree with that. You know, I worry a little bit just because Tatum and Brown loved playing for him so much. You know, Jalen Brown's contract's almost up. Does that impact their view of staying here long term? Not necessarily the organization suspending him. It sounds like they agree with the need to suspend him for whatever reason, but him not, you know, he's not here. It sounds like Jason Tatum lo- loves Joe Missoula, so that's big. And in terms of the season itself, they have been a little mentally fragile at times. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. I still would like to see them get another, you know, wing, another, you know, three and D wing, especially with Calinari, Calinari. Yeah. right? So the really interesting one to me, and I wrote about this today on 985thesportsub.com, is Jay Crowder just requested a trade, or just like within the last couple of days, would be a tremendous fit. I think a tremendous fit. Uh, Phoenix needs to get rid of him. The Celtics could move Danilo Gallinari's contract to make it work, maybe sweeten the pot with some picks. I, I, you know, I, I wasn't into the idea of adding Carmelo Anthony. I wasn't into any of that. Oh, if they can add Jake Crowder, that would be fun. So that, that's going to be an interesting team to watch. They begin training camp today. And the Red Sox are out of the playoffs. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, no, no excuses for High and Bloom not to go big this offseason. None. None. There's 10 games to go in, the, in this team is out of the playoffs with a $240 million payroll. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And you talk about ruining rookies. Right, we talked about kind of the, the player development earlier in the show. Bayo, Cassis, these guys might be it. Don't don't tinker around with them. Let them play. Don't platoon them. Don't platoon Cassis. Don't start bouncing Bayo back and forth from the rotation to the bullpen. Let them play. They're good enough too. That's that's for sure. They're certainly yeah, good enough. They, yeah, those two no, I, be... they're exciting players. Cassis is your everyday first baseman next year. You've gotten absolutely nothing from that position for three, four years now. Uh, And Bayo looks like a front of the rotation type of guy uh, developing into. So he's got elite stuff. I watched him pitch Sunday. He's got elite, elite stuff. Yeah, he can pitch. He's fine. And he'll get better. uh, Like he's even said, he's got, he's got work to do. So so. sorry. Had to get that in after we missed. uh, Yeah. I picked a hell of a, hell of a, it's not like anything big happened in Boston sports over the last six days, right? That I was sick. I missed nothing. So, yeah.